Welcome to the Village Fitness Podcast, where we talk about health, fitness, and living a big life in a small town. All right, it's Friday here at the uh, CrossFit Titus studio. I'm with Joey. Joey, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Mitch? Doing awesome. Awesome. Well, I've honestly been better. Yeah. This me, episode. Me too. This episode, we are talking about setbacks. Both Joey and I have recently gone through our own personal setbacks in our fitness journey, and we thought it'd be valuable to share both our experience and how we're dealing with it uh, with our audience. So, uh, Joey, why don't you bring us up to speed on your current situation, what's been going on? All right, all right. Um, So I uh, recently tore my pec uh, doing an iron cross in a gymnastics practice. Uh, It was really... I mean, at the time it hurt really bad. And then, you know, what's going through my mind is what, what do I do? What did, how do I handle this? Do I need to go to the emergency room? Um, and what I did was I just kind of made, I made a doctor's appointment for the next day. The pain went away a little bit. Um, saw a doctor pretty much confirmed it was a pec tear. And then I went through the process of getting surgery two weeks later. Um, and that's so, something you have to do pretty quick with a, with a pec tear. Yeah. If you, if you wait too long, your pec, I mean, what happens is your, your, the end of your pec that's connected to your arm, uh, detaches, right? So it bunches up, um, closer to your chest, closer to the center of your chest. So what, what will happen is, um, it'll just tighten up and atrophy over time. The muscle will de- degenerate. Mm-hmm. Um, so the sooner you can get it reattached, the easier it is to perform the surgery and the less muscle you lose. So, um, it is a tough, that is a tough go. Yeah. Super tough. Um, so well, basically what I've done is try and not, uh, let it get me down too much. So right away when I, once I found out it was a pec tear, I started planning ahead. Okay. What am I going to do? How am I going to approach this? How am I going to make sure that I don't lose too much of the progress I've made? Um, so I literally took time and wrote a plan of what I'm going to do, um, a timeline, um, a workout plan, and I separated it out. And doing that helped me basically relax and not get too frustrated about it. Nice. There was a whole lot in that description. We're going to break down okay. each each piece of that because yeah. each one of them is really valuable. You just kind of summarized a really good strategy for dealing with setbacks. Uh, but the the kind of global point that we're making is that like, Setbacks are things that happen that are out of your control. Sometimes, sometimes it's your fault, right? Like, oh, and, yeah, and, and there's and there's a degree of fault with every type of setback. Um, and per, personally, the reason we we picked to do this episode right now is because we're both going through uh, our own personal setbacks. Uh, part of part of it are things that we did to ourselves, and other parts are things that are outside of your control. So, uh, for those that are interested, my quick setback is uh, I suffer from a couple of autoimmune conditions that this uh, like winter going into spring flared back up again. And so it just makes it almost impossible to train and recover. Um, basically like flatlines, flatlines my uh, adaptability. Just I have no recovery currency. So for any training adaptation goals, it's really tough to plan it out. Uh, it messes with you. Um, and it's really disappointing. Uh, anyone who's had a setback or uh, has gone through any type of injury, uh, getting their training otherwise derailed, knows what it's like. We had, we had people uh, in a like twelve week program 
who like halfway through uh, just got injured and had to pick up at a later time. So the, the outside of your control nature of setbacks is something that we want to acknowledge. Uh, but Joe, you, through this whole thing, you've had a, a, what I've thought has been a really healthy perspective on it. Um, can you take me through the, like the process of from like when you have a, when you have a setback, can you, like, how do you look at it, uh, in the, the healthiest way? And then maybe an example that's not recent. Okay. And everyone who's in the gym can see you kind of have like a, a really solid attitude. Yeah. It. Um, so basically the, the first day it happened, it was, um, I was emotional about it in a negative manner. And I feel like that's kind of out of your control. You'll have your natural reactions to certain things. Um, but I had my one day of being upset about it. And then I came back to earth, came back to myself and thought, okay, what I have to do is accept that there's nothing I can do. I tore my pack. Now I have to make the best of this situation and find a solution so that I can be at my best. And then when I recover from the surgery, I can be possibly beyond where I was in other areas. So one approach that people can take, um, especially in, when we're just talking about fitness is let's say you injure, let's say you have an injury, um, injure your your knee you have a knee injury okay so you have to take a break from lower body movements um that's a perfect time for you to build your upper body or your core strength um or build endurance in another manner and that's a time to basically just take advantage of something else that you could be building up and you have to you have to be okay with that you have to say okay like yes i will be taking a break from this other piece that's important to me because of this setback Um, but it gives you a chance to focus on other things and you have to be okay with that. Um, I think the, the perspective that you have is very important because if you're just angry about it all the time, you're less likely to find a plan and do the right things that will make you feel better. Yeah. It's essentially going through stages of grief, right? You're going through, you're going through this like shock denial, you're going through like anger and bargaining, like all the phases of yeah. the stages of grief, because it is a loss, especially if your perspective is that of a competitive athlete, uh, and you're trying to accomplish something and you've got a timeline, you've already like compressed that timeline as much as you can. And part of the grieving process, I think is that the, the, the uh, kind of death of the future that you had planned out on the timeline that you had in your head. Right. So if you have uh, kind of an, a plan for your adaptation, right? Let's say your weightlifting just makes it super easy to measure it out. You're like, I can put on 20 pounds to my total this amount of time, right? It's going to take this amount of time and I can't make it happen any faster. Right. Right. Cause you are doing everything you possibly can right. to make that happen. If you're a competitive athlete and then you've got the injury, not only is that timeline blown up, but you've tacked on six months, a year, two years. Yeah. Who knows it's with rehab and everything. So that, that kind of it's kind of the death of a future, uh, yeah. or at least the the re envisioning of a future. So, grieving process is really real and is something that we're sympathetic to. Of course, um, when you have setbacks, and whether that setback is an injury or uh, just kind of like time slipping away, and you find yourself at let's say like forty five, fifty, <laughs> stare like staring down the barrel of thirty, like what and and what you might have lost in that. Um, uh, maybe 
competitive window, right? So because of my, like my illness prevented me from taking advantage fully of my twenties, right? Where you're at your best physically. Meh. That just changed how I thought about myself as an athlete, uh, and how you, uh, how you're going to view yourself moving forward. So the death of an identity, the death of the future, um, but then uh, my coach has, uh, has always counseled very wisely about changing perspective on things and choosing the right mindset. And so I think that's something that you've done really well as well. Yeah. Uh, personally, as someone who wants to be a, like among the greats, like a, a best in the world type of person in your sport. Right. And I mean, all, all of us know the little things. Like you, you can have a setback and you know that you should be positive about it you know that you should be planning things ahead. Right. It's well, just it's a, the... It's like an obligation from other people as well, right? Like yeah. People are not going to... It, it almost feels like people won't love you if you just stay down too long. Right. That, and that is a way to look at it. You right. could be like, okay, I, maybe I have to do this for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the quicker you can move through those um, stages of grief and get to acceptance, the easier it's going to be to be happy again or be positive about your setback. Um, and that's tough for a lot of people. It's a lot of mental toughness involved in making that work for yourself. Yeah. And that mental toughness is something that you wouldn't otherwise get. Um, the, the, the cliche of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is something that I personally hate. Uh, cause you can get maimed, right? Like it can can truly wreck you. Um, and especially if you don't have the right strategies going into, uh, going into your recovery process, if you don't have a support system, you don't have, um, the right mindset, it can leave you worse off. Like what doesn't kill you can destroy you, right? There are workouts that I would even put in this category. Like that wasn't a workout. That was a trial by fire. It's torture. And now you are cooked (laughs) and you're not better for it. Right. Right. Uh, and it takes, it takes very conscious effort to get better from things that are out to destroy you. Um, and not everyone makes it to the other side. Uh, and so like what we're talking about here, are the strategies that you can use to try at least to make it to yeah. the other side with the setbacks. Yeah. And I mean, it train, training smarter is better than training mm-hmm. harder. Right. And so that's a prevention method. Let's, if we're just talking about injuries, mm-hmm. if you're, approaching your training in a more intelligent way, you're less likely to have setbacks. And that's something to consider too. Um, but yeah, once you've, once you've reached the setback sequence, it's, it's all about mindset, I believe, and trying to be positive about it. Um, and I, I mean myself, I, I guess me and Mitch were just talking about this before the podcast, but we're talking about the definitions of sadists and masochists, but I feel like I'm, I could fall under the category of a masochist in some fashion because it's almost exciting to me to have challenges like that. Um, and that's something I would, a younger me would not think at all. It's kind of developed over time just through athletics, but yeah. Hold on. I, I just want to clarify that Joey and I were talking about the definitions of those words as it relates to fitness yeah. and people who enjoy hurting <laughs> themselves. Yeah. Just want to make that clear you can't just skim over oh yeah, yeah we sorry, were talking I... about <laughs> definition of sadism masochism <laughs> i guess that's pretty serious um but <laughs> i like i enjoy challenges and um my natural reaction to challenges like oh crap 
this is going to be hard or, oh, crap, this is going to hurt. I'm not going to like this. Right. But then I have to kind of come back and say, no, this this may make me better, depending on the challenge. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes you can be maimed. Uh, yeah, and, and we, we talk a lot about uh, perception uh, because it, re- it truly does inform your reality. Like uh, there's this great book by uh, Bruce Lipton called The Biology of Belief. And it's pretty dense in terms of like getting through it. But the, the key takeaway is like how you perceive your world is going to influence how your physiology responds to the world. So like uh, the, the clean answer or the clean um, example is people who believe that they are going to survive cancer treatment are the ones that do. Right? Like it's a higher likelihood of doing that. Not all of them, right? No. Sometimes leaves you maimed or right. you lose. But the perspective changes how your biology responds to the outside world. So when, when it comes to that, like picking to be the type of person who responds to challenges the way that Joey does, like, Oh, I like this pain. This pain is going to make me better. (laughs) And, and picking the, the Joey path more than the Mitch path. Uh, and the Mitch path is usually like, um, cool. This, am I maimed? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am named. Yeah. I'm, I'm less, <laughs> lesser for that experience, uh, which I would say is something that I'm working on. Yeah. And that, that, and that's, I feel like most people fall into that category mm-hmm. and that's, that's fine. But, um, what you do with it is probably the most important part. And I, I think it's just natural to feel like, oh, there's nothing I can do or, oh, I am right. worse off or think about how other people's per- perspectives of you change because you've gone through this setback and right. are down and out. And that comes back again to the locus of control, like focusing completely on what you can control. Uh, and especially the little things, um, the, I'm not the biggest fan of hardcore challenges. Like I'm going to do all of this stuff all at once in order to change who I am. But, I am a big fan of being ruthless about never missing small things. Yeah. Right. So never miss drinking enough water, going to sleep on time, right? The people who are truly the best aren't the ones who do the extraordinary things one time. It's the people who never miss the ordinary things. And that comes in, or it's uh, very pertinent when it comes to rehab, right? Doing it like, did you ever miss a rep of PT? Right. Of your, your your physical therapy, no. Like if no. you're that type of person, you're way more likely to improve. So what what what's going to be the baby step process for Joey getting back, and then what can people take away from that uh, if they're going through any type of minor or major setback in their own life? Um, so for me, just we talked a ton about mindset and perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's step one is change your perspective, make turn it into a more positive perspective. Um, after that, now it's, it's time to work. Okay. So what for me personally, it's write down physically, write down a plan of what you're going to do about this setback. Um, that could mean, you know, if it's an injury, it could mean, okay, I'm going to go see the doctor. I'm going to go get an MRI and I'm going to get surgery and then I'm going to do PT. Okay. You could write that down, write down your process, understand what you're going through and what you're going to have to go through. Um, and 
for your case, what would you do if you mm-hmm. were writing something? What would you write down for your autoimmune disease? So the, the thing that's tough about the autoimmune disease is very tough to pace it. So it's very tough for me to look into the future and be like, oh, okay, in six months, I'll be this healthy. Right. Right. Because uh, dealing with like a top to bottom internal war for the soul yeah. of my cells. Uh, so it's tough to pace, uh, but I can. Have, so one of the things we talk about with goal setting uh, is it, just in regular fitness. And then as it applies to setbacks is uh, people underestimate what they can do in a year, but they overestimate what they can do in a, a week or a month. Right. They're like, I can do so much in this month. And then end of the month comes, they're like, I'm in the same spot. Yeah. But if there's a diligent process of being ruthless with executing the small things, you underestimate what can be accomplished in a year. And that kind of window pacing, whether it's one year versus five years, five years versus 20 years, uh, it, it applies to a lot of different things. So what my, what my thing is for, for getting fixed up uh, and trying not to be uh, a a sick person is, is my future identity is I want to be the healthiest person I know. And that's the type of thing that I want to spread with fitness, but it's much easier to act yourself into uh, feeling than it is to feel yourself in acting. Yeah. Yeah. So when it comes with, to the perspective, what I try and do is identify the, the small things that the like the really, really tiny things. Like I can't overstate how tiny they are, uh, that reinforce the identity of healthy person. Right. So, for me, that's the really basic habits that I harp on all the time with people who are like, how much should I eat? I'm like, chew your food, right? So chew your food, drink your water, go to sleep on time. Um, don't look at your phone first thing when you get out of bed. Um, like all of those tiny, tiny little things uh, and I ne- try to never miss them, right. right? Are those going to move the needle? Very imperceptibly, right? It's not like a huge... Uh, workout and you're like oh I crushed myself today so I'm going to get way better making sure that all the reps that I do when I get back to training are focused and connected and doing things that are more uh, more in, more intuitive uh, right. but then being really really ruthless with the, right. the solid things so, uh, for, uh, so my first step is actually doing the baseline things right instead okay. of trying to find that mindset uh, cause that's really fickle for me. Yeah. So I try to act myself into feeling instead of finding the feeling first and then feeling myself into Great. action. Um, and then moving forward from there, I obviously get super ambitious with what I want to be yeah. able to accomplish. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to be the best <laughs> runner there ever was. Most jacked. Yeah. Most, <laughs> most jacked, most runner jacked runner to ever live, man. That's the hashtag from the, from the show. Oh, that's perfect. The jackedest runner. Jackdis. Um, okay, so your 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 steps are different than mine in order, different. and yep. then because mine has a timeline, yours doesn't. Mm-hmm. You have to work around that and say, okay, here's the little things I can do despite the setback. Right. I'm looking for more of a can this compound into me one day waking up and being like, okay, I'm better. Right. Instead of like, I I do think that quick turnarounds can happen. Sure. Um, like the. You know, the cells in the gut turn over really quickly. You can populate the, the gut microbiota really quick. Um, but I don't know how fast that's going to happen or what's going to move the needle or what's going to set me back more or less, right? There's a lot of conflicting advice with all the stuff that I'm going through. Right. It's super nonlinear. 
so I focus on the things like that couldn't possibly hurt you, right? yeah. which changes eventually, right? You, you never would think like, oh, like a bunch of vegetables is going to hurt you. But that set me off at one point. Like I just ate too many vegetables. Oh, it did? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. One time in college, I just ate a big salad. That made me really sick. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Man. Um, okay. Um, yeah. it, that's, that's tough. Isn't that goofy, to, right? It's goofy. That's right. tough to work around. Yeah. Um, okay. So then in that case, we can say, let's, let's give a different example. So, yeah. um, someone who has not worked out in a really long time. No, awesome. no genetic, no true setback, no injury, no sickness, just has not right. exercised it's, in a while. Yeah. Just like you can do small habits and that it make you 1% better and you wake up one day and you're like, wow, I'm super fit. You can also do the opposite, right? Compound interest works both ways. Right. <laughs> right. You can compound deteriorate. Reduce so the you wake up, and... you wake up one day and you're like, wow, this has been a very large setback over a very long amount yes. of time. Um, so yeah, getting back, I would say that the best thing to do is, uh, use, use whatever energy comes from that inspiration to set something up immediately. Right. So, um, I love starting small habits, uh, small and habits. I love working on the small habits, but I love launching them all at one time. Right. So like, I love using the energy that is generated from, I am going to make this change. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do all this stuff, but it takes time to learn how to do that and to internalize it. So I like being very ruthless at paring down the big stuff from the small stuff. Yeah. Right. So way like the, the example that I always give is, Counting your macros and weighing and measuring your food is a super powerful tool if you have experience and you know what that is. Yeah. Right? It's a hard if thing you, to just jump into. It's, super, it's impossible. Right? You just, you can't do it. Um, it I'm sure there's someone who's going to at me who's going to be like, well, I did it. Well, yeah, cool. Exception cool, is not the exceptions, rule. exceptions, right. <laughs> uh, so, but the rule uh, would be be ruthless with your water intake. I, I like yeah. using that word ruthless because like, you did it or you didn't. Get your water, get your sleep, get your sun, uh, sunshine, not offspring. Uh, get get your get your training in, uh, and then I would say so. Uh, first would be use the energy that you have to start things that are sustainable. Then I would say use that energy that you have a second time to outsource your confidence. And what I mean by that is hire a coach, uh, sign up for a class that's gonna like that's for a set duration. Um, sign up for some fitness, whatever that ends up being like, uh, preferably with a good coach who knows what they're doing, who can work you from the place of rehabilitation to the place of performance. Uh, and that's what we often find is the gap between getting started and getting good. Like the gap between physical therapy and actually training right. for that thing is the hardest gap to cross because there's a disconnect between going from a negative five to a zero and going from a zero to a five. Yeah. Right, going from a negative to a neutral, neutral to a positive. So start with something that's small and doable and actionable that can get you excited about it and then move that excitement outside yourself uh, so that you get it. You get some accountability to it as well. Yeah, that that coach is, um, a good coach is also going to know, okay, we can't make a huge, huge change or a huge, huge jump right away. We will start with the little things. Mm -hmm. We will start and build you up. And that's that's how you know things are going in the right direction. And it's easier to stick with it in that case. Yeah. And I think the, the 
the metaphor of a pec tear or a like a tendon or tissue adaptation is a really good one. Like you can't rush tendon adaptation, right? So for those of you who aren't brushed up on your anatomy and physiology, the um, a muscle will take about six weeks to remodel, right? You can get much stronger and the cells will completely turn over. Uh, but the soft tissue that attaches the muscle to the bone um, takes longer, takes about six months. So it's one of the reasons that you see uh, people go on like anabolics, tear, uh, do pec tears and well, not necessarily pec tears. Any, any, I mean, any injury. They'll tear, any injury, they're just a little bit more prone because the body soft tissue adapted. is, right. So part of the body has, but the other part hasn't. And you just can't rush that process. And the mind works often very similarly. Yeah. Yeah. Can't rush it. So the prescription that we would probably give out to people who are facing a setback, trying to get back on track and trying to uh, kind of adopt a new identity moving forward would be start small, start immediately, and then use whatever energy you have uh, generated from the like excitement from that to uh, start bringing people into the circle, right? Whether that's an accountability buddy, a coach, accountability buddy. Accountability buddy. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It's canon now. Uh, a, a friend who's going to hold you accountable, a coach who's going to hold you accountable, or a community that's going to hold you accountable, right? Like doing it with, uh, uh, like when I was walking the other day, I was out doing weight fest walking, ran past one of those groups of uh, stroller fitness. Ah, uh, yes. That was the stroller mom fitness. Famous. I, I didn't know what to make of it. It was, it was something. It was outstanding. They were like right by the tennis courts doing lunges and stuff. That's pretty and cool. Like singing nursery rhymes to their children wow. in the strollers. I'm impressed I've by that. Never seen that before. I'm impressed. I've heard about it. it. Just I haven't seen it either. Yeah. So um. it was something else. So yeah, we are both in a in a rut right now. Um, Joey's got a great attitude about his own personal injury. I'm just trying to. <laughs> <laughs> just trying doing to your best doing my best but you're feeling better feeling way better yeah, yeah they, they've got me on strong drugs I'm, strong I'm drugs. good I'm one week past the surgery so now things are starting to look better I can move my arm it's not very painful so things are looking up and now those little things are also helping the mindset yeah. I see the progress and now I can you know authentically be right. positive about it without trying to convince myself, okay, we need to be positive. Yeah. It's just coming because That's awesome. I'm getting better. You know? Yeah. And you're taking the, you're taking the actions, right? Yeah. Like you're acting, you, you have a you're pretty resilient, uh, mindset as well, but like you're acting, you've got that virtue, virtuous cycle of, I think good thoughts. So I take good actions and the actions give me good thoughts because you're making progress. Like right. That, and it just reinforces that belief. Positive cycle and of, happiness basically a positivity which gives me results so um yes i'm very happy with it and i'm and glad i was positive about it from the beginning what do you expect your leg press to be by the end of your god cycle two thousand <laughs> kilos two thousand kilos that's it just take whatever you can do right now and convert it into kilos <laughs> whatever you can do <laughs> now in pounds becomes p- kilos when i um the 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 week after I had the injury, I started doing the leg press and like within a week, it, my, my leg press was shooting up. Yeah. It was shooting. My body it was really adapting. <laughs> so, uh, in another week, once I get my stitches out, I'll go back to the leg press and hopefully keep building from yeah. there. And You're then. just going to sleep on that 
machine. Right? Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. Eat, sleep, leg press, repeat. Leg press. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We will catch you guys next time on the Village Fitness Podcast. Once again, I am Mitch Harris. I'm Joey Mandarino. And we are just all about that big life in a small town. Hoping you got some good, actionable advice for any type of setback that you're in or prepped for the next time that life comes up and smacks you in the face. (laughs) Catch you next time. Have a good one.